For me, I don't. I hate when I see uh, friends who are searching. Like I need someone to be with. Like I need to be with someone. I'm like, no, you don't. You need to be with yourself. You need to. You need to do you first. Figure your stuff out before you get back into the same craziness. Figure out exactly what you're looking for, what you really want, and then that, and then you can make any other decisions from there because that person will find their way to you. I truly believe that. You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Hilton Carter is a filmmaker based in Baltimore, Maryland, who also happens to have over 170 houseplants. His Instagram feed is the epitome of green and has become quite the hub for plant lovers everywhere. Hilton and his wife Fiona are newlyweds, and so Hilton and I hopped on a Skype call to record our chat about finding love and the timing of it all. So, wave of... Wave of your favorite curse words. Go. No. <laughs> I think shit, that's a good. Shit, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. There it is. Done. I love it. That's a great place to start. When you meet someone yeah. for the first time, first conversation. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's so it's so fun to get to chat with you. You as well. I'm glad uh, we got to make this happen. I know. And I, I've just discovered um, I've been like just devouring your Instagram feed of so much green and glorious houseplant fabulousness. Um, but I want to hear about something else in your life. Um, I know you recently got married, or am I making that up? No, you're not making that up. I did recently get married. Tomorrow will be our three-month anniversary, and that is real crazy to even uh, count the month. But it's so new that I think uh, it makes sense to do so. Uh-huh. So tomorrow, I don't think we're going to celebrate uh, being married for three months, but uh, it definitely is uh, a day that I'll go, wow, we've made it, for, you know, 90 days, whatever it is, straight of uh, still being in this. And that to me is uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is great. 90 days. <laughs> um, so where did you guys, where did you meet and how long have you been together before, before the big, the big wedding day? a big day um so before i go there i would, I would like to structure this in a sort of uh love story sort of form oh. that works please um, do but then, but then but then you chime in wherever whenever you see fit no i want to hear um, the story i'm just gonna like sit back <laughs> let me just pop some champagne and i'm just gonna listen to this love story yeah let's do it um so what is it? 2018. So 2014, uh, I was living in New Orleans. I had recently a year before that had moved from, uh, Los Angeles to New Orleans. And at the time I was working as a freelance filmmaker. So I was on a lot of, uh, directing, shooting, editing, whatever, I mean, whatever a freelancer needs to do to pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for me, uh, when I was living in Los Angeles, I was in Venice, uh, in 2013 and Venice was starting to pop and I lived in this really small apartment off of Rose and Bernard, I believe mm-hmm. Rose and Bernard right behind the 
Whole Foods there on Rose and Lincoln. I know it. And yeah. Um, so in a really small apartment, maybe uh, 700 square feet, paying about 2K a month. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. And I was sharing that with uh, another person. Now the other person was my uh, my ex, I guess you can say that. I don't know. Yeah, it was my ex at that time. Um, when we were sharing the space and we were just, you know I mean, cramped at that moment. And we were at the end of our lease and we were trying to find a new new spot to live in. So we searched Venice and obviously everything was just skyrocketing as far as prices go. So we looked a bit further east. And, and when I say a bit further east, I mean like Mar Vista. <laughs> like that's as far east as we were trying to get. And it just wasn't anything that was, uh, you know, calling us. And we both work freelance. So uh, I had, had, well, I had some friends who live in New Orleans. And we had went there for, uh, I believe, Christmas break. And we were like, you know, let's go to New Orleans. And while we were there, we, we were like, well, why don't we just take a look at some spots here? Because we can work from wherever. Let's see what's happening in New Orleans. And we just happened to find this spot in New Orleans. Um, in a French quarter that was about two twenty two hundred square feet and literally two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars more than what we were paying in Venice for seven hundred. Wow. And this is like right in the quarter. So um at that point I was I was already in this like uh three year old relationship that just wasn't the move itself kinda shook up the whole thing. I mean we're moving to New Orleans, there's nonstop uh, New Orleans, beautiful city, uh, my second favorite city, uh, honestly, to uh, visit in the U.S. And there was just a lot going on in that city. So that um, I'm not going to blame it on the, the actual uh, place that deteriorated the relationship that I was in. But it it, it created a space for the two of us uh, to figure out that our relationship just wasn't going to work out. Um, but the individual that I was with was someone who, uh, I felt strongly, uh, I guess strong, I had strong enough feelings about that. We pushed through a really long relationship to, uh, make things work. And I learned a lot from her. I hope that she had learned a lot from me, but in that there's all of these and, and I bring in, I'm bringing this up because I feel like a lot of the, the most important relationships that I've been in were situations that and this is like just learning or going through life you you pick up things as you go along and for me every every time i think about uh the person that i was with at the time or even now like now i wouldn't have ever been right for the individual i'm with now if it wasn't for those of the past Mm. so um then when I was with her, this, this other person, it just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't right. And, uh, I could probably say the same thing for her and she would probably agree. We just weren't right for that moment. And now coming from, you now I was born and raised in, in Baltimore and I spent 10 years out in LA as a freelance filmmaker. Oh no, about 10 years out in LA. I went to uh, Art Center College of Design for my master's in film and like everybody in that city, every day is a hustle. Like you're just trying so hard to uh, find your way to your dream, mm. obviously. So you're trying to get there. And for me, that was just like every day. So 
when I'm with someone who's also a freelancer whose every day is a hustle, when we had vacations, the vacations were spent trying to find not only uh, not just trying to find a way to relax, but always trying to find a moment in that situation to make it a work, uh, I guess, uh, event or make find some work in it. So that if I'm on a trip to Hawaii, why don't we shoot out this uh, hotel and maybe we can sell this to the hotel? I mean, why not? You know, we're there. <laughs> we, we have these cameras. I mean, why are we here? Yep. You know? I, know, so, I know the reality you speak of. So that's it. So it was like a lot of a lot of that. And then that just became like what that relationship was. And for me, um, I believe in the saying some for the real, some for the rent. A lot of it was just for the rent and we were just chasing uh, check after check and trying to find uh, our true, I guess our true selves and find love for ourselves in a, in a space where everything is just like you have to, you have to make it happen because the next man in the next, uh, I guess, seat or the next table at the coffee shop. He's making it happen. Uh, if you're going to sleep at 10 o'clock, uh, some other uh, person, uh, Sally down the road, she's up until 12 writing this script. You might want to work a bit harder. So that was my relationship with this individual. And that had been my relationship with almost everyone I had been with up until 2015 when uh, I got a call from an agency in Baltimore, an ad agency in Baltimore that was like, hey, uh, we know you've done a lot of freelance work for us. We'd love to start our own uh, video arm. And how about you head that up? And it was basically that the decision of do I leave this freelance lifestyle, all of the headaches, the stress, but also the freedom that freelance lifestyle gives you to take on something that's more solid. And I would say four or five months before that, uh, my ex and I had broken up. So I was just living in New Orleans, just trying to figure out if that was going to be my new city and if I was going to stay there. And then this call came up, came in. And given that I'm um, from Baltimore, I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I, I just uh, gave birth to this goddaughter of mine. I was saying I didn't give birth to her, but I feel like I did. She's so amazing. Mm. Um, I was like, I have this goddaughter who lives in Baltimore. I have family. I have uh, some of my friends still live in Baltimore. Most of my friends live out in Los Angeles. Everyone just moved there. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I, everyone, everyone's in L.A. That's um, so funny. So, it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So I moved back. I was like, you know what? I need to I need to be back. I need to clear my mind and maybe find myself in a more. Uh, I would say not uh, stable, but in a more in a place where I'm allowed to have fun for a moment. Cause I felt like straight out of school, I was just going like just working next job, next job. And just searching for what was going to be my, my big break as a feature filmmaker. So for those who are listening to this, who know me from Instagram as a plant dude, my, my, uh, Real life is spent making uh, content for uh, clients, and my ultimate dream is to always just to make feature films. So um, I decided I was just going to move back to Baltimore and, and take on this job. So when I came back to Baltimore, I was a bit, I was a bit, uh, I don't know, uh, 
hardened, I guess, mm-hmm. by relationships in general. And just was like, you know, I'm going back to Baltimore. I've had this full-time job. I'm going to work and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy myself. And at this time, I had been in a relationship long enough that uh, dating sites had become cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, what is the, I forget what the other one's called. I forget what they're called now. Uh, the swipeable one. Uh, Any Tinder? Of Tinder. Tinder. Tinder was, Tinder was popping. And a friend of mine was like, you need, you need to get on Tinder. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So he ran me through it and showed me what to do. So this was like in June of 15. And I'm checking out Tinder. But I was like, this is kind of lame because I'm still in that old school mindset. Like, you meet people the way you meet people. And that's like, it just happens, right? Like you meet people the way you meet people. So I was, I was kind of judge. I was being real judgy. So I apologize to people who, who have met uh, via, I guess, sites like that or apps. Um, <laughs> I was just being very judgmental, and uh-huh. I just felt like it was like these people are just they're they're going to judge me based off of what a photo, off of the weird words I'm going to write in my bio because that's sure. what I'm going to do. I'm going to write some very strange, weird words because uh-huh. why not? You know, so. Quickly, I was like, you know what? That's is this is not going to work for me. Like, it's just I just got, I got on there for like two days, and then I just deleted the app. Um, but I ended up talking to a friend of mine, which was weird. Like that friend of mine I saw on there, and I just hit her up, and we hung out. But it just wasn't something that that worked. And so when I first moved back, so I'm going backwards a little bit here. The first day I moved back to Baltimore. I moved into a old cotton mill. Now, this old cotton mill is very uh, uh, loft-like, so a lot of uh, exposed brick, hardwood, like uh, original hardwood floors, stone columns. Mm. And coming from New Orleans, uh, New Orleans is like obviously an old, old city, so everything's made out of real like brick. So when I moved into my apartment, um, I'm unpacking the first week and I'm just like being my loud self because in New Orleans, you can be loud. <laughs> and if you're loud, you're uh, if you're loud and you, I guess, disturb your neighbors, they'll come over. But when they come over, it's not like, hey, can you turn your music down? It's like, hey, uh, what's going on in here? Are you having a party? And where's my invite? <laughs> I brought this six pack or I brought this bottle of wine. You know, let's let's enjoy this time because clearly you're having fun. I want to have fun, too. Yeah. So I, I get this knock on my door and I knew who it was. I knew it was going to be my neighbors. Um, and, beca- and the only reason was because the night before I, I was in, like in the transition of this move, I was uh, a bit behind on whatever season it was of Game of Thrones. So I was trying to catch up one night and I fell asleep in the middle of Game of Thrones. And you know how it, it just keeps playing? Mm-hmm. I woke up at like two in the morning and they were, whoever it was, whatever scene it was, they were going at it. And I was like, oh no, I know my neighbors hear this. Like it was so, I mean, the biggest battle ever was happening. So the next day I'm unpacking and then my neighbors knock on the door and they're like, hey, uh, we just want to make you aware that the walls here are really thin. And I was like, what do you mean, like, really thin? They're like, well, can you come into our apartment? We'll show you how thin the walls were. So they showed me how thin the walls were. I mean, literally, it's just drywall and then maybe three inches of dead space and then another inch of drywall that separates our apartments. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, Sorry about that. I'll try to be a bit, uh, you know, quieter and not disturb you. 
Um, but in New Orleans, to me, it's just like you're, you have to be a bit more uh, friendly with your neighbors. Your na- like in New Orleans, your neighbors are, and that's maybe a bit of like the Southern hospitality, but your neighbors are everything to you. Those are the people that you get uh, like old school. You get extra sugar from when you need some. Those are the people who watch out for you when you leave town. So I was like, I just want to come. To, I just want to come back to Baltimore. Basically, come back to Baltimore and just surround myself with uh, friends, mm. right? So I don't want. I don't want to be on the bad side of my neighbor. So I, you know, I chatted them up and was just like, look, I'll try not to be as loud anymore, and, and I'll keep my TV down. So the next day, and I wake up early, and I and I tend to go to sleep pretty late. That's just still that hustle mentality. That's just I mean, you wake up early to get things done. And you go to sleep late because someone's still getting something done. So to compete with them, you might as well keep working, right? Yeah. So I was up really early, unpacking boxes, playing music, but I didn't think it was that loud. And a few hours pass, and I get this knock on my door. So I think it's my neighbors again. So I'm like, oh, okay, I got to be a bit, be a bit sweeter. And I open the door, and it's this young lady, and she's like, excuse me, but. Um, do you have uh, subwoofers against my wall? Now, this is my other neighbor. And I'm like, subwoofers? Um, <laughs> no, I don't have any subwoofers against your wall, but um, are you, basically, I'm, I'm guessing that you're saying my music is a bit loud. She's like, yes, it's, 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 it's pretty loud. I was just wondering if you could turn it down. I was like, yes, I, w- I will turn it down, but I would love to do a levels test. So she gave me this, like, awkward look, like, I'm just here to tell you to turn your music down, dude. Like, that's it. But I want my neighbors, still I'm thinking, I want my neighbors to be be people that I can count on. That Also, I don't want this to happen again. Like I don't want my neighbors having to come back over to my apartment to tell me to turn my music down. So I was like, look, let's do, let's do a levels test. So she was like, what is that? I was like, so what I'm going to do is you go in your apartment. My volume's probably set at whatever it is. Let's say it's 22. I'll keep clicking it back until you can't hear it. And and then that'll be the loudest I ever play my music. She said, okay. She went into her apartment. I started turning it down and I went into, and I came back out of my apartment, knocked on her door and I said, can you hear it? She said, no, no, that's good. I was like, great. It's at 17. I won't turn my music past 17 again so that I don't disturb you. And I apologize that, uh, you know, that this happened. She was like, no, 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 um, I appreciate it. Thank you. So um, the next day I leave to go to work and there's this gift bag like next to my door and I open the bag and inside is this Baltimore, uh, I guess, coffee uh, um, roaster that she wanted, that she had given, I guess she had purchased for me. And inside was a little card and the card said, thank you for being so sweet. Um, I hope you enjoy coffee. Here's a bag uh, of Baltimore's favorite brew um and uh hope your moving goes well so i took that as a sign that okay cool my neighbor uh forgives me and we're good so i am a fan of coffee and coming from los angeles i was actually really hooked in venice on intelligentsia Mm. so you can't really uh find like fresh intelligentsia so there's a grocery store that'll sell it but it, like the roast dates are like two months after it's already been roasted, but so be it. If you're if you're a fiend, you're a fiend. Take it however you can get it. So I copped a bag of this. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, whatever their their house blend is, and I put a little post-it note on it. Get it in front of her door, and the post-it note just said, 
Um, I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm really into coffee. Here's a bag of uh, some of my favorite coffee. Uh, again, I apologize for being so loud. If I'm ever that loud again, uh, here's my phone number. So you can text me or call me to just tell me to turn my music down instead of having to come out of your house and knock on my door. I personally know how awkward of a moment that is because I've had to do that in, I guess, two neighbors in New Orleans. And they would always go, look, just take my number. I know that you don't need to do, you don't want to have to knock on our door at four in the morning. Just, just send a text. So I pulled that bit of knowledge from New Orleans and, was in, and said that to her. And then in the bottom, I just said something like, look, you know, we're neighbors. Call me if you ever need, ever need some sugar. Now, I'm being as neighborly as possible here. And I just, and that's the one thing that I was always trying to be. It's just a, a good neighbor. And the sugar line is what neighbors say to each other. Um, uh, if my uh, wife now was here to talk about this, she would say that she saw that as a uh, sign of, hey, uh, you should um, come over and hang out with me. But I was just trying to talk to her. So yeah, like, uh, like, trying a, to be almost nice like a booty her. call. No, no. Well, no, well, she's <laughs> probably saw it like that. I was just like, hey, just text me if I'm being too loud. Right. So but if someone that, said to me, if some, I mean, I get if someone that was like 50 years old said neighbors are here for sugar, <laughs> I would be like, oh, you mean literal sugar. But if someone else said, uh, uh-huh. come over, shoot me a text if you ever need sugar, I would be like, uh, booty call. Is that what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm like eight years older than this person, but I don't know how old, I don't know how I, I come off, but I, look, it, it was a joke. I just saw it as a joke, a little, a little bit of humor to spice or to, to, to spice up this or sweeten up this, uh, uh, situation between she and I. I didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to be friendly with my neighbors. That's it. For sure. Again, uh, I mean, like at this moment, I'm like very like, uh, I don't want to mess with anyone who lives that close to me. That is way too strange. It just mm. felt like it just felt it, 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 it wasn't right. So after that, she actually texted and told me that she had some of my coffee and she thought it was great. And, um, we shot some texts back and forth and I remember like a few weeks had passed and I was actually out, uh, with some friends and she sent me a text. She said, Hey, I had a girlfriend that was supposed to come over. I made dinner for her, but she, uh, canceled because of the storm that was happening. Would you, uh, like some of this food that I, I made because I'm leaving to go out of town tomorrow and I'm, I'm single at this time. I'm a six, five, 230, what am I, 233, uh, dude, I was like, yeah, let me get some of that food, for sure, <laughs> I'm always hungry, I'm like, let me get some of that food, so uh, I came over, and she had she had it all packed up and ready to go, so still, there's no signs that this person is is hitting on me, so I just took it as a gesture of, kind, like, friendly stuff, like, like, neighborly, like, this is what neighbors do to each other, neighbors who, I've had neighbors in L.A., had neighbors in New Orleans who would give you cookies if you did something nice for them, would 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 say, hey, we have all this food that we can't eat. Like, that's just, to me, just a neighborly thing to do. Mm. So so she gave me uh, some food, and I wanted to give her something that, uh, not that I was, like, super, like, this is this is a part of me, like, take it, like, here's, a, I, you know, you know, people give some, give, give people flowers, right? Well, to me, like, flowers are kind of like, eh, uh, I was like, I'm gonna give her a plant, but I don't know her uh, her care level, right? So I'm gonna give her a snake plant, which 
she'll have a really hard time killing, I, I would think. So I wrote on the, again, I was sticking to post-it notes. <laughs> Not even like, like she was giving me like straight up like cards with em, like in envelopes. I was like doing straight post-it notes. Here's right, write my information and sticking it to a post-it note and then just stand like sending it right next to her door. Like, so anyone in the building could just read whatever I wrote because it did, it wasn't like I was trying to hit on this, this woman. I was just being friendly. Mm. So my post-it note just said, Hey, here's uh thank you for the food. Here's a plant that uh you can't kill unless you care for it too much so uh just put it in a nice spot in your home and it should thrive right something in in that uh i guess vein uh i I did say something about the fact because i knew that that point that she was a dentist and i said something like well i know that you're like while i know that your teeth are white i'm not sure if your thumb is green something (laughs) like that (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wrote that. I mean, like levels of cheese for me is just like I can be. A, look, let me just be as silly as possible because at the end of the day, like that's all. I can only show you who I am, and that's it. So if you're if you're if you're gonna be my friend or my neighbor, and and you want to chop it up and you want to shoot the shit via text or whatever, that's what I'm gonna be. So. After that, she came back from vacation. She saw the plan. She texted me, told me that, uh, or thanked thanked me. And then we were just being friendly. Like, I have a lot, I have girlfriends who I'm friendly with. We talk all the time. And she and I were just being really friendly. And I thought she was funny. I guess she thought I was funny. And we would text, like, we would be in our apartments, and I would send her a text that that had a bit of humor in it. And I could literally hear her laughing through the wall. And then she would text, LOL. (laughs) <laughs> like again, that's how thin our walls were. Uh, our walls were and are. And the thing is, that's another reason why I was like, there's zero chance I can get with my uh, neighbors. If this, if anything goes bad, like I gotta hear her, like legit, like hear her. I don't want, I don't want that. Like that just sounds like a no no. So even even when the text started getting to a spot where I was like, that was really cute. Like what she just said was really cute. If I see her, I might just pull her up and just say, hey, uh, <laughs> do you want to go out for a drink or something? I was like, you can't do that. That just that is not going to work. You shouldn't do it. But there was moments where we were texting back and forth. And I was like, we're getting a, a little bit too familiar here and we should probably chill. Mm. But obviously, I didn't say that in text. I'm just like, yeah, um, I'll let this happen. We're just going to be friends with me and, and neighbors. So uh, a month or two had passed and we were just being really friendly uh and i was like you know what there's this really awesome restaurant in town i know she hasn't been to it so i'm gonna say hey as friends i'd send her a text like hey would you like to go uh to this new restaurant to check it out um i think you'll really like it and before she could respond my brain was like dude that sounds like you're asking her on a date and that is definitely a no-no you know we talked about this and we definitely don't shit where we eat. Mm. You should probably tell her that. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> with my two dumb thumbs, I t- <laughs> typed in, oh, real quick, uh, just to let you know, this isn't a day I don't shit where I eat. Oh. And without even thinking, I pressed send. Oh. I pressed send on that thing real hard. Like, send. And we sat there like, oh, that was great. So at least now... We're being very transparent. We're, we're letting her know that, you know, we just think this is like a friendly thing. We should be cool. 
So she happened to be, before that, I sent that text. I knew that she was actually on her way to Europe. She was on a trip with her girlfriends to go to Europe. And uh, I sent her the text that, that said, you know, we should go on this date. Um, and then I sent this other text that said, why don't you write? And then the next text I get from her right behind that was, uh, okay. And then that was it. Lights out. Um, so I, she said before that early, I know that she was going to Europe. She would be back in a week. This was like early August um, or like late July, early August. And like I said, my our walls are super thin. It took four weeks. I didn't hear anything from her. <laughs> like not she didn't text me. I didn't hear her in her apartment. I was like, man, she's like, that's like some straight up. It's not even ghosting because it's like it was just like she's not she's making herself as quiet as possible and she doesn't she doesn't want anything to do with me and I wonder if it has anything to do with that text oh. even though I knew it had everything to do with that text and in that moment of silence and going out on dates I was like fuck man I think I like my neighbor like I think I legit like my neighbor this is this is real like. This is awful. Like, this is awful. Like, I actually genuinely like my neighbor. So I was, I was, I got real down about it. And I was in my, at my job and I was talking to a coworker. And she's like, what's up, what's up with you? You feel, you seem, you're like, not your normal self. What's happening? And I was like, you know, I think I fucked up. I think I actually like my neighbor. And I told her what I I, this was uh, another woman at my job. I told her what I did. He was like, ooh, that's awful. Um, well, maybe you should just text her and just apologize and see uh, if you can smooth things over. And I was like, you know what? Why not? And literally, like, that moment, I was like, I'm just going to text her. So the way that I, I knew that she, I knew her personality, and I think at, at that moment she had known mine, uh, and a lot of it is, Tech is placing humor in the uh, conversation, right? We're just people who just love to laugh. So in this text, I just said, hey, I haven't heard back from you in a while. If you're dead, is it okay if I get my plant back? <laughs> if not, if not, can you send me a text? I would love to hear from you. And... Literally, like two minutes later, she texts back with that same little laugh. <laughs> and she said, yes, I am alive. Um, and the plant is doing well. And then we started texting back and forth. But at this point, I, this is this is the, the best part of this, is that we text back and forth. And we were like, all right, we're kind of back in this. And But I was still kind of like, I can't just go from like zero to a hundred right away. Like, Oh, so I realized that I, I think I love you. No, it's like, I, I gotta smooth my way, like work my way back into her good gracious. Right. So, um, a, the building manager was, was, which I thought was kind of nice. Film. He was trying to make the uh, building a community, which was always my hope for everything. It's like make a community of people that everyone's like watching out for each other. Like, here, just like in LA, um, if you walk down the street and you say hi to someone, they're gonna look at you like you're a crazy person. So in New Orleans, you could do that to every single person, and they'll go, "Hi, how are you?" Not not in Baltimore. Like I would say hi to people in my building, and they literally would look at me like I was nuts. Like 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 I was out to like 
take everything that they own. Oh. So I was just like that 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 sort of culture needs to change here. We need to we need to switch things up. So the building manager was like, hey, sent an email. I'm starting a fantasy football league. Who wants to join in? So. I was like, sure, maybe I can meet some people in the building and be friends with some folks, right? So I joined, and then I get an email from him, the building manager, the next day, and he's like, hey, uh, is it possible for you to uh, um, uh, talk to Fiona, was, is her name, uh, and see if she sent in her like money or something for the fantasy league? And I was like, what? <laughs> this person's joining this fantasy football league? Are you, like, are you serious? So I was like, perfect. This was the perfect end to this situation. I was like, all right. So I sent her a text. Or maybe it was an email. I was like, hey, uh, uh, the building manager wants to know whether or not you sent in your money, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, I'll get back to him. And then somehow I was like, hey, I just pushed in real quick. Like, uh, if, you're not, if you're not doing anything, whatever the date was for our fantasy draft, maybe we should draft together. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is like the weirdest, like, I had ne- look, never even done fantasy football like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make my way into the situation. So what we did was, which made it even more awkward, and I think most of the awkwardness came from me, is that there's like this communal table that was on our floor. So not, so we didn't go into each other's apartments to, to, to basically draft for fantasy football. We went to this communal table. And I made a real, like, I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm a real nerd when it comes to, like, uh, first, uh, I guess, like, hard steps. Like, I'm going to kiss you right now, (laughs) or I'm going to make this move on you. I'm just like, I'm going to make everything as clean as possible until you give me the greenest of lights. So I said it once. She sat down. She was there first. I sat on the other end of this, like, 10 foot table on the other end there's no one else there i said i said on the other end and i'm just sitting there and we're drafting and we're talking obviously about drafts and we're just you know just obviously just still being as friendly as we were so the next it wasn't even like a week like a couple of days that passed and i sent her a text and i said hey um i would really like uh to take you uh to this restaurant the restaurant i was telling you about we should really uh, go there it is amazing we should check it out and this is a date like i'm asking for a date and she was like sure i think that would be a great thing so uh i was obviously excited um for that to have happened but i was very nervous like this i'm, I'm stepping into a place that i had already marked as a no-no and if it doesn't work, what what's going to happen? But I also was just like, who cares? Like, this is just life. Let life happen. Like, this wasn't this wasn't supposed to happen, and it's happening. So allow it to happen and just go all the way. <laughs> that mm. was because it's there is no other way to go with your neighbor. She's my neighbor. You have to go all the way. So we went on our first date, uh, and then our second date, maybe three days later, and. I mean, if you're dating your neighbor, like literally two weeks in, I'm leaving my job and I'm like, hey, what are we doing for dinner? Because she, you can't take a, uh, oh, you know, I don't feel well. Like back when I lived in LA and I was living in uh, Eagle Rock and I was dating a girl that lived in Venice, I could easily just say, oh, I'm not feeling too well. You know what? 
I'm not going to make it out there because no, no hate on my LA folks, but flaking down on someone that lives on the, on the West side or the East side is a easy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's like, if that's like, if we were supposed to meet today at whatever my time is three o'clock, and I lived on the east side, and you lived on the west side, at 2.30, I would go, hey, uh, are we still meeting at 3 o'clock? Because if I get over there and and you flake on me, I'm going to lose my shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's always like we have to follow up right before to say, we still good? We still going to make this happen? And then you either make it happen or you don't. But for me, I was just like, there is no way to flake. You can't hide in your apartment and just tell someone that you're, you, you know, I just want to take the the night off. At that point, we were like all the way in. It's just like, come over. You might as well come over to my house and have dinner with me. I'm cooking dinner. Why don't you sit next to me and eat this dinner I just made for myself? You know, like, like that's just how quickly the relationship accelerated. Um, so six months in, we were already like, uh, basically her apartment was where we slept. My apartment is where we dined and watched TV. It was just like, we, it, we were like joking, like we should just put a hole in a wall and build a door. <laughs> it would be much easier. It would, it would be much easier. It would be, it would be less awkward and weird. Like when I'm leaving your house at six in the morning and, and if there's someone just walking out in the hallway, like why did he leave that apartment and then go into that other apartment? Like what is happening there? Like that's how it was. Like it was so, and we were trying to keep this, on, we were, we were trying to keep it on a low and out building. Like I was like, people know, they clearly see you hanging out with me or walking around with me. Like people know I, it doesn't, at this point doesn't really matter. So it, it came to a point where we were just like, we were fully in and I was done like i was like this is it like there is there is no one at this very moment and ever that i could think i would rather spend every moment with like even like the worst moments and that's when i'm an only child so as an only child like every like all of my like uh sad moments like when something really bad happened to me as a kid like that's the alone time like i would just been i had been uh basically groomed i guess in a way where uh whenever something bad would happen i was all by myself to take on whatever that was so for me as an adult whenever something bad would happen to me and someone was around i needed them to just go away like you gotta go because i i need to take this on by myself and just be like living whatever this weird pain is i need to take it and with her, I was just like, I need you here. Like you are, you make you, you're making me feel better at this very moment. And it was in situations like that, that I was like, this person is it. This person is someone that I can really ride the, the rest of this out with. And a year later, we decided we'd move in to an apartment with each other, which we literally just moved all of our stuff down to another apartment at the end of our building. Which was an awesome move um, because you're just walking stuff into another apartment. So then we we ended up moving in with each other, and uh, that was basically it. Like I mean, we had already been basically living with each other for the past eight months, but once we moved in, it was like the most seamless of transitions. I mean, obviously there were some things that uh, she had that I didn't like, <laughs> and we quickly got rid of those things. No. Um, there was some, there were, you know, the issues when you're moving in with each other, uh, you want to have your, 
uh, coffee table and she wants to have hers. Mm. So you have to make a decision. All right, these are the things we're going to make fit for the look of our apartment. Let me let me uh, let me take care of this. Let me uh, make it look some somewhat uh, livable. I would say, but she no no she was she was chill. She let me do my thing, and uh, we just made it work. And then uh, in that time, I guess that first year we lived together, we we're like, you know what, we're gonna uh, get married, right? Yes. So uh, let's figure this out. So in that conversation, like that was the proposal. So we never actually had a legit proposal. We were just trying to figure out where we were going to get married. And I remember we were taking a. Uh, trip up the PCH. We did this LA to Napa trip where we just stopped in like Big Sur and mm. Santa Cruz and San Fran and Napa and just did this like 10 day trip up the coast. And we we're like, you know what? What would be really cool is maybe we get married in Big Sur. And then we we're like, oh no, you know, it'd be really dope is if we decided to continue our uh, uh, trip up. Uh, the PCH and just kept going from Napa through Oregon into Washington. And then maybe somewhere on the coast of Oregon, that's where we just have a wedding. So my uh, wife always wanted to get married on a mountain. That's what she kept saying. Uh, my, my wife is of the Caucasian variety. I would say. <laughs> Black folks don't talk about getting married on a mountain. Um, so I was like, what? Why Why a mountain? Like, why do you want to do that? <laughs> she was like, because it'll just be so picturesque. I mean, look, I love to give her a hard time. Like, but I, get, I was just like, what? That sounds so stupid. <laughs> It's like what? It's like that's real. Like that's that's so cheesy. But then I was like, you know what? I get it. I, I remember what it felt like being in Big Sur. You're right. Like that's a really great idea. And that and that to me, it's like just another part. I would say this. I'll bring this up again. But that's another part of why I love this person so much. Is that there's like she'll come up with ideas that I will literally go, what? Why? And then go, oh my god, you were so right. Like that was such a great idea why didn't i think of that you know what when i tell this story later it will it would have become my idea how's that no that's no she's she's always always thinking about how to make uh the moment uh right and i thought that was great so i was like yes let's think about uh oregon uh on a mountain um also she just wanted it to be just intimate like just she and i um and i knew as again like as only child my mom wasn't going to go for that but I also was like, you know what? This moment isn't about my mom. It's not about uh, my friends. It's about she and I. And if my uh, wife-to-be wants to share that moment just with me alone, then so be it. Like, I haven't grown up all my life thinking about my wedding day. Mm. And we hadn't talked much about it, but I, I don't want to put this just on women, but I just felt like that's like that day is important to women. It, it, to me, it, was, it didn't feel like it was was important to me I just like it's important to be with her so whatever she wanted was going to be what was going to happen um and I would be happy to just be in that moment with her so um we thought about it and we wanted to get married in April um and we started looking at the weather in April and it just seemed like it would be a really bad time to get married in on the coast of Oregon because who knew what would happen weather-wise it could be raining it could be cold 
So a friend of ours here in Baltimore just kept pushing the idea, like, you guys should just go to Tulum. Like, Tulum's really great. Um, it's nice weather, real tropical. You're really into plants. You'll love it. So we uh, basically just zoned in on, at that point, on Tulum. And we went to the courthouse here in Maryland on a Thursday, flew to Tulum on a Friday, and Saturday had a Mayan ceremony uh, a wedding, uh, just the two of us and some shamans and two photographers. Uh, and it was out of this world. Um, honestly, just not, I, I, I couldn't even have dreamed it up. It was literally the, the most surreal experience I've ever had in my entire life. I mean, there's those moments where you're like, this is definitely not a time for you to pull your phone out. Like you shouldn't have your phone. You should not have your phone out here. But, but I was like, there's no one else here. It's just she and I, I can't, I trust, I trust like living in a moment, but I don't trust my memory. Mm. Like I'm never, I'm never like, I walked in and I felt how crazy it was to walk into a jungle and a private cenote and see the, the, um, sunbeams pouring in through the, uh, I guess clouds of Kapal that are just blowing throughout this, uh, space and hearing this, uh, musical healer play this, these, these notes that I had only even heard in like, uh, like spas, right? Like, mm. like we're in some weird spa, like, and then seeing this, this, this dude, this, uh, I, mean, I don't want to call him old, I'm not that ages, but this elder uh, uh, Mexican man blowing this conch shell. Like, when when is this ever going to happen again for me? Mm-hmm. I need to pull I need to pull my phone out and record this moment because no one else is here to see it. Even my wife at that time wasn't there to see it. I was the they they told me to go down first, and when I walked in, I was like, "What is happening? Wow! What do, what do we get ourselves into?" So there was the, it was it was it was. It was amazing, honestly, and um, it was there was no better way to start uh, the craziness that I hope our relation, our, our marriage will be it's just uh, unpredictable because that's what that first moment was like. I I had an understanding of what was possible, but it would definitely went uh, beyond that, and uh, it was awesome. So. That's it. Like that's 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 my love story. Wow. I ended up uh, finding uh, this person, and I think. And, oh, and to, to bring it, I guess to bring it back around is that what what made it possible, and what made the relationship work was that I was now in this space where I had a steady uh, day i guess uh i would go into work at this time and i will come home at that time uh and then she knew that when whenever she was she came home i would be i would be there and then when my weekends came i had made a decision whether or not i was going to spend that trying to do extra work or if i just wanted to just sit around and look at her in her face because there wasn't a i wasn't chasing a check anymore the check was just there I I think at moments like would my other relationships had worked if that had worked if those opportunities if the situation I'm in now was there possibly but also I wasn't the age that I was two years ago three years ago or now 
like the time had to be exactly right. The time had to be right for me, for the, the agency to call me up, to tell me that they had this position, this position available. The time had to be right or the, the, the time had to be right for the person who moved out of the apartment that I moved in to give me the opportunity to move into the space right next to the person who would eventually be my wife. Mm. Like, and I had to be the person willing to now date someone then marry someone who wasn't an artist. Now, I will say this. She is an artist. I'll say that. She is. But she's not the type of artist that I had been with. And for me, like, that was, those types of folks were everything to me. Like, that was, like, how we worked. Like, we had a dynamic that was push and pull. Like, I'm going to scream at you right now because this is how... I show how much I love you or how creative we are mm, mm-hmm. and, we're, and, and we get really excited. But then at some moment we were both going to be so stressed out and so sad because someone didn't like what we just created yeah. in there and there and we're going to be judged hard on that. And we're artists I f- and I'm, and I'm not going to put this on every artist, but I'm, I am very emotional. Like I am, I don't know if this is coming across well here, but I'm just <laughs> an emotional dude. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and, and as an artist, I feel I feel it every time. Like, I'm putting my heart right there. Like, this is what I love. Here it is. You go ahead and rip it apart. And that's how I feel. And 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 this is what. And they tell you to not focus on the negative, right? How hard is it? It's so hard not to. Like, people have said a thousand great things about something I create, and I was zoning on that one person that said the worst. They were like, "That's stupid." Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you mean that's stupid? Why is that stupid? What are you talking about? There is like a thousand people who just said, man, this is the best thing I've ever seen. That one person just like, what? What What do you mean? But I think that's also because a thousand like yeses is, is okay, cool. But the no is like, or, you know, like, why? Let me figure out why I didn't get you. So I can maybe possibly do something different. Maybe it is. Maybe that is wrong. Or maybe you're going to tell me it's the thing that I was questioning the entire time is why it didn't work. Because I want to hear that too. I want to understand why this thing didn't work. So for me, it was a lot of the, why, like why, like giving the, uh, letting the possibilities of, I guess, my relationship with uh, Fiona just happen and seeing like, okay, I see why at this very moment, everyone else was turned off. Because holy shit, I do, like, that's me. Like, I do that. Oh my God, I, that's what I do. I am. I did. I did that in that moment. I need to not do that. Like that's that's not that's not what it, that's not the thing that that's not how I should react to that moment. Oh, you just got your haircut. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> it should be more like, oh, before you tell me again that you got your haircut, you gotta pay attention, man. You gotta. You gotta. You got to make this everything. And I think the fact is I was able to do that because it wasn't, there wasn't so much other stress and other stuff on my mind and on my plate for me to think about. I was able to give, give this person, this other person, my time. Mm. And I feel like that was a lot of what killed relationships that I had in the past was you're, you're, everyone's like, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not going to say this is LA, but and maybe the, I can just say this is a this is about uh, and maybe it's not even fun. Maybe just art in general. Like we're all just trying to make it. Yeah, we all want this thing so bad, 
that we're all just trying to make it. And you, you, you could come home at five, you can come home at 7 p.m. I'm still trying to get this edit right. And you just got your hair done. And I'm sorry I didn't take notice because this thing, this edit has to be amazing. But I have no, I, I have blinders on and I can't see that at that moment, you really want me to see your new haircut. Because at that very moment, you made a decision that you weren't going to be with me anymore, maybe. Mm. Mm. And you were going to give me this last shot. And then at that shot, I was like, oh, there it is again. I missed it. I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, it was just like every time anything was laid out in front of me, I ate it up. It's like, give me that. You're getting your hair cut? Note it. I see your hair. It looks amazing. Mm. I see that you changed this up. I know that you're going over here. I know that you like that friend more than this other friend. Let's spend more time with her. Uh, I know that you are into these sort of things. Let's try to find ways to build that up. And it's, it was one of those things where I was like, this person, because she's on the other side. Again, she's not an artist. She's a dentist. So her free time, like she can't take work home. She can't bring your mouth to our apartment and work on it. Right. She comes home. It's just, it's like, what do you want to get into? Do you want to just do nothing? Do you want to go get a drink? Like she's just ready. So I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make this person for one. I gotta give this person a heads up of who I am. Yes, I am available and ready to to love you and do things with you. But I'm also a creative who is at a, it was in a in a space where I'm working for others in my um, creative. Uh, bucket is overflowing and I need to push some of this stuff in other places so you're going to have to understand that some days I can't I can't do that because I want to I need to do other stuff I need to so I made that I made that uh, I guess clear to her so and she was one of and she was by far because she had the the ability to do so and it means to do so because she doesn't have anything to do after she gets the work but to support she's like hey how can I assist? How can I be there for you? If you want to go and uh, shoot some weird video here, or you want to uh, bring plants into the home, like how can I be of assistance? And that was, I think, the the thing that made everything work and that brought us to this point. And I can't see, I can't, I, I, I mean, this is this is it. Like, I don't know if there's if there's uh, one person for everyone, but I know that this this was the one that was 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 set up for me to be with, because everyone else before her had uh, given me a bit here, a bit there, and made me just perfect, perfect for who she was probably looking for, mm. and. And if I can say that about those who I've been with, I think the ones that she had, she had been with before me to make to to for one either break her heart or show her that they are they were really not the right twos to be with, or to also make make her uh, I guess more forgiving, more uh, loving. You know, like like that's that's what you tend to I guess gain from others. So for me, I, I feel like. Going through all these relationships, like going through the relationships that I had been through, um, and in them at the moment, you're just like, this sucks. Like after you break up with someone, this really, this really sucks. Like this is awful. I never get to see like the positive, 
like the positive things that were brought about because of that relationship. So I think every uh, ex-girlfriend I have for what they made me you know, or turned me into or who I kind of became because I learned so many like awesome ways to uh, care for Fiona. Like I just, I, I knew that these are, these were just like stepping stones to then get to this, this, this space. Mm. And now we're here. Mm. So that's it. Like that's the, that's the story. Wow. That is a story. Holy shit. Like you said, there are so many pieces that um, wouldn't have been possible if you just removed one thing from from this perfect kind of puzzle that all the pieces were there. But if you change one thing, everything's different. Um, and that's that's so I mean, it's it's like romantic. It's it's. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, do you believe, you know, in in terms of all of that, do you think that all of that was just um, and not even specifically to you in this story, but just in general, um, do things like that happen by chance that all those things happen? Or is there is there sort of a serendipity or or universe or, you know, bigger thing that's creating um, a perfect, you know, air quotes, perfect um, story for you or other people in the world? Honestly, I would want to believe that it was the universe just connecting dots. I, w- I think that's a more romantic idea. Um, so I, I, maybe, but I mean, chances, chances, it. I just think it's timing. It's just, it's, it is chance. So it has to be a chance. It's just, it's things just, aligned the way they were like we like like she and i will talk like if she just lived two doors down would we have ever talked probably not because she was also one of those people who in my building she she knows this a week before that i saw her in the building and uh, i don't know if i said hello i was just i was probably walking through she didn't say anything she actually kind of looked at looked at me as though she was just like i gotta get out of here um, and we, that's a whole nother story, but, um, it, it, it just happened to be the fact that we were neighbors and she wasn't passive aggressive. Mm. Could you imagine if she was passive aggressive mm. and just banged on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that would have gone, that would have, it would have taken a whole nother path. I, I'm not, I'm not, look. I'm cool with you knocking on my door. I know I'm being like, you bet. If you kick this, uh, you stomp on the floor or bang on the wall, that what it like that to me is like, that's, that is a crazy person. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm an individual. I'm not, unless you, we've had this conversation face to face five times, 10 times. And I'm just ignoring everything that you say. And I just continue to play music and TV. Uh, uh, then yeah, go ahead, bang on my door, bang on the, on the walls. But if if it would have if it would it could have hap- if it could have gone any way, any other way, but it just so happened I could have I had already had someone come to my door and say I was too loud. I was already over it at that point. But something said, look, man, just chill, just be a bit sweeter than the the next person, and just say, hey, why don't we do a levels test so I cannot. So you don't have to do this so that I can be a better neighbor to you. Mm. I could have just said, okay, and just turned my music down and just moved on. And then the, the transaction of her giving me coffee and 
caught immediately. None of that probably would have happened. And who knows if at that point we would have been able to then share text. And then, so it's, to me, you know what it is? It's all, it's definitely chance. I'm going to go chance because I can't go the universe because if I was as religious as my mom would want me to be, <laughs> you should, she would just go, that's, that's God working right there. That's God. That's God. <laughs> it was already, it was already planned. Yep. Yeah. You think so? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I am very thankful for the fact that by chance or by the universe connecting its dots and its wonderful stars, uh, we were able to find what we have today. I mean, I've had stars aligned before, but the sparkle was never as shiny. It was never, it was never, uh, uh, as my friend liked to say, Liddy. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't there. Like you could never, you could never have, have had this come about without, uh, every moment taking place. Mm-hmm. It's like so many moments. Like that's just that, and that's just life. That's like that movie <laughs> Crash, right? Yeah. It's like that's just life. So, um, and that's the and you know what? And we're going to transition into all, to the the craziest part. And the reason why I'm talking to you today is because somehow, and I laugh at this every day. And I want people to know that I laugh at this. Not laugh at this. Not because I think it's funny. Funny and a haha. That's so stupid. Funny because it just amazes me how insanely powerful social media is the fact that we're talking today is because you know me because i post some pictures about plants <laughs> right mm-hmm. the, this you would i wouldn't be posting pictures of plants let's just say my past relationship worked i would be posting pictures of plants the way i am today they would still be be in my home because they were in my home when i was with the other person but I wouldn't have been posting the pictures that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today because that that wasn't a something that someone the other people I was with supported. They didn't give me the push. The reason, and I don't know if this is transitioning into social media for you, but it to me it's all about the individual that I'm with and about timing. Like the time happens that she was the one because she's younger than me and she's I'm the young, I say young people like I'm 50 years old or just old I'm not even that old but she I never like I, I was on social media but not like that yeah like I didn't wake up and go oh what's on Instagram like what's on Facebook I wake up and I would go where's the coffee mm. How could who won that game last night that I fell asleep watching? You know what I'm saying? Like that was my day to day, and the person, the Fiona, was just like, she is the reason why I am talking to you today. Wow! She pushed me into like you should do more posts of this thing that you like, and you might want to use hashtags because I think that's the thing. And I'll go really. It seems a little uh, stupid. Oh my <laughs> again, gosh. here we go again. And and then literally two months later, I was like, oh, my God, you're so smart. You're so smart. You're so sexy. How did I get so lucky? Like that. Like, that's it. Like, it seems like every time I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like the next thing I'm like, oh, my God, you're so great. Thank <laughs> you so much for seeing. OK, OK. Like, I can't, so so there are so many people would say i'm sure i'm sure you've had people say you know 
how did she get so lucky to find a guy that's like romantic? I mean, clearly you're a very you're very romantic and and sort of vulnerable with your emotions guy, which is not necessarily super common. Um, I think it's becoming more common as people are more um, more challenging of, you know, traditional gender roles in relationships, which is amazing. Um, but I want to know what is it, what's it been like? What's your experience been like as a more sensitive romantic man um, who's also straight? Um, and, you know, what's that been like for you? And have you ever had pushback either from friends, um, like, you know, other guy friends, or even just like women that you've dated that have been like, um, be more this way or, um, you know, is there any, is there any story or just sort of experience that you can share in general of what that's been like? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny. The, the, the question is kind of, uh, make me think about being, I guess as a kid. So I grew up with a single mom. Now, I have a really large family, but my mom is my mom is one of eight, and all of her siblings have at least four to let's say between four to eight kids. So I have a thousand cousins. <laughs> um, so I grew up with my mom. Now, see, this is the part of the Baltimore stuff. It is not even Baltimore. It's just inner city stuff uh, that happened in the eighties. So I grew up in the eighties in Baltimore. So. Uh, my family got hit hard with the crack and cocaine uh, epidemic, uh, f- for sure. Um, so when I was a kid, most of my aunts and uncles were either in or out of prison, uh, a lot of bad stuff just seen in the house. So my mom happened to be, she was the second uh, oldest. She happened to, and this is, again, just chance. Now, when I say this, this is... <laughs> Just the way, maybe maybe my mom has something when she's talking about God. I don't know. Maybe it, it's somehow my mom, out of all of her siblings, had the know-how or just the, the thought in her head to say, I see what's happening here. Like, I was bad. I was bad. I was like third grade. I was so I was so bad that uh, they used to. I remember in third grade they would hand there were there were uh, reading groups, and each reading group they gave a different book to. So they would give out the blue books, the pink books, the orange books, the green books. Most of my friends were in let's say the blue book uh, club, and I was in the orange book club. But I was <laughs> I never realized this until my teacher told me later that year. Um, and it kind of shifted something in me, but I kept taking a blue book and she would keep coming back to me like, no, 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 you're in the orange group. Like, what are you doing? I was like, no, 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 I'm in the blue, the blue group because my friends were in the blue group. And she's like, okay, uh, you, you stick to the blue group then. So I ended up getting like a, like a pretty bad grade. Uh, and they would give like, uh, I forget what the ease, whatever the, when I was a kid, knowing what they were, but I got like a pretty bad grade. Like let's say like a C level grade on my reading, but I knew that I could read. And I was like, I came to thought, I was like, why did you give me a C? I know that I'm really, I'm pretty good at reading. I'm in third grade. I was like, I'm pretty good at reading. 
And she was like, I didn't give you a C because you're bad at reading. You just have really bad judgment. And you're in the, you picked the blue group, but that's like a low level of reading. And you're in the higher level, but you kept trying to be in the low level only because you wanted to be with your friends. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So, um, I would, I was cutting class, cutting school, um, I was hanging out with my uh, other cousins who were just doing just like really bad stuff. I remember like the age of eight rolling up uh, in notebook paper, actual grass, because <laughs> I'd heard so much about people smoking grass oh um, and trying to smoke that. Um, so my mom, so there was just family members just doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So my mom decided, you know what, we're going to, we're going to move. You're going to move you to the county. Now, in that situation, the county is, at, at this point in time, mostly it's the counties where most of the, uh, this is where white America lives in the counties. So at this point, I was moved, to, uh, surrounded just by mainly white people. I finally had grass. Like, there was grass outside. I saw frogs. I saw deer. I was like, wow, this is like, we're out in the country. So I was, there was a lot of pushback because I was, I was being pulled. I'm the only, I'm the only child. So I have no one else to, to go through this with me. So now I'm just by myself and now I have to make new friends. I have to be around people that I've never really have hung out with before. Like I've never hung out with a white person before. Like I've only seen white people like legit on TV, like friend, like friendly on TV. Um, like, like become friends with someone like that. So it, it was a transition for me that it made me, it shifted things in me because I had, I was made to then become shy because I was like, I don't know these people. I don't know what to say, mm. but I was still like very, like I, ever since I was a kid, I was really into art, like just drawing. So that's kind of how I made friends. It was like, look, I drew this thing and people go, Oh my goodness, that's really cool. Draw me one. And then I just made friends and as I'm growing up now, you're just like you're maturing and you're becoming a teenager. I'm still surrounded by the same types of people. And when I go back to visit my cousins now, I'm no longer uh, the individual that they know as uh, Hilton. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my nickname, but no one calls me Hilton um, <laughs> in my family. But I'm not I'm not the Hilton that the, I'm not just Hilton. Um they i'm now white hilton let's say that right so to them i'm white hilton so that Aww. that sort of now when you say so so you have to put up to them you have to kind of put up a sort of a front to be not the individual that you are just now you're just you just are mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you're really i'm just this person so to no longer say like in baltimore uh you grow up to say uh doug do you know what doug is no tell me you will you sometimes people have dogs in their house they pet them they feed them oh <laughs> some people eat hot dogs you got, eat it, hot dogs? got it no i know yeah so learning to learning to to speak uh proper english right so i'm throwing up air quotes over here too like proper english <laughs> it's just something that was had was like okay the, people to not be the awkward person in the room to not be the idiot in the room or the way like i don't I, i'm already different enough i need to find a way to fit in are you not saying doug is that not a dog oh that's a dog oh, oh okay 
I will say dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, so I'm only saying all this because that those, those shifts in me, uh, in growing up with my mom, my mom made me, uh, the sensitive, loving person that I am. My mom pushed, like my mom does nothing but push that mm. every single, like even today, like my mom will, like if I'm with my mother and we go out at all, she will walk up to a door and just stand there until that door is opened for her. Mm. I will stand next to her and she'll go, I guess we're going to stand here. <laughs> I tried that many a times when I was a kid. <laughs> She's like, I guess I'm going to stand here or we're going to stand here together until you open that door. And I just learned like things like that. And now sometimes I'll, I'll <laughs> nowadays like is that sexist <laughs> like for me to to want to open this door for you is that sexist like how does that work um but to me it's just like ingrained like she was just like you have to be a bit more gentle you have to love you have to care for whomever you're with just just like she was just like i'm gonna love you and i'm gonna keep loving you until you don't until you just let go mm. I'm gonna keep holding you until you let go can't fight this so wow. to answer your question when my friends see me they expect when I hug them I'm gonna hug them I might kiss them on the cheek cause I'm not <laughs> there's uh, sexuality like that doesn't it doesn't make me any different and I, I, I am very secure in my sexuality mm-hmm. Uh, but love is love. I'm going to kiss you and hug you and be around you and uh, tell you I love you. If you're a man, I'm going to tell you I love you. Uh, if you're if My goddaughter can't get a word in without hearing that I love her a thousand times. Um, it, it Like, my wife can't walk. She can't walk by me without me trying to kiss her, telling her something. Like, it's just... But I can't help it. Like that's just like when I feel that strongly about someone, you're 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 getting all of it. Mm. You're getting all of it. And and my wife was like, I thank you for showing me how to be affectionate. I was like, What are you talking about? You're like so affectionate. It's like I was never this way before I met you. Mm. You've made it possible for me to actually let go and actually love you. Wow. And to love someone. So for me it isn't it isn't a um I don't, I don't walk around thinking, oh, I hope this guy doesn't or this person doesn't think that I'm a certain way. They, people can think what they want. I mean, I can't control people think stuff already, right? Like like I said, like people think that uh, I'm not, you're not black enough. Yo. You're not black enough. Definitely not. You're definitely not going to fit in this crowd over here. You're not going to fit in that crowd. I've grown up not fitting in crowds. I'm cool with that. You know what crowd I did fit in? I fit in that the artist crowd. Like I was an artist and we're all going to be weird together. Cool. We're going to be weirdos. Let's be weirdos. I'll rock with that. And I carried that through uh, playing Little League football into high school football and uh, playing basketball. Um, people just knew that I was I was who I was, and that was it. And they accepted me for that. Obviously, um, I ended up in, in spots where people were more accepting of that. So I went to an art high school. I went to two art colleges, you know, <laughs> ended up in an art jobs so you know people are more accepting in those spaces mm, that's so true uh, yeah so you know like wearing wearing tight jeans and tight, tight t-shirts uh you know is it is is okay 
uh, I guess now, obviously, it's okay everywhere. But at certain points, it's like it, you, you probably shouldn't go to that particular place where like dressed like that. Like, no, I don't. I, what does it matter to, to to them? Like, let them think what they want to think, man. We're we're cool, right? <laughs> let's let's be who we are, and that's it. And that's kind of what I actually really love about what I see today in like society and just like and even like look I love I love all genres of music but I'm like really have heavy into hip hop and I love that there's so many wild rap artists it's like dude like 10 years ago that would have never flown like how I love it like I'm like everyone's just on there if it is their thing obviously whatever their thing is it's other people's thing as well but they're just doing so much different stuff. So I feel like, to me, I love seeing the way things have shifted because no longer to my uh, family members am I the white Hilton. I'm just, I, just made, I made it to the point where now I'm just Hilton. Mm. You know, so, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's an amazing thing. Um, do you... Is when they say when they say white Hilton, is that something um, that they feel some sort of, like, betrayal? Is, it, is there some sort of, like... Um, you left or or any kind of that kind of animosity or is it just more playful less less actual like issues around it i would say there's always some subtext in all of it right Mm. like they i happen to i mean again like i happen to have a mother that wanted at that time something different for her son Mm. So for them, they, at that time they hadn't, they, they weren't out of the situation. So you see the things that I'm benefiting benefiting from, like I am doing things that they're not, they're not doing, you know, like, and obviously there can be some animosity, but again, at the end of the day, we're still all family. So when they would say it, obviously it would, it would, it would hurt me a bit because you're 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 saying something about me that I you're, you're calling me something that I know you're saying to hurt me, mm. but it's something that I can't control or not be. You know what I'm saying? So, um, to me, it's just like that's not cool. You can call me that. I know who I am. Mm. I know that. However, however, the situation is at this moment. If I'm if I'm speaking in a different way. And to you, I sound like I am, um, uh, let's say, selling out, if that's the case. Mm. So like my sellout or uh, like I mean, that was really the, the words that were that, you know, you were tossed around back in the day. You sell out. Mm. Um, are you, why are you wearing those Sperry's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. That made, that made me laugh. Hold up. <laughs> why are you wearing those Sperry's? So, uh Nah, like, that, like to me, that was that was always just like uh, at a certain point, I got I got um, you know what's funny. I'm gonna tell this real quick story. I'm sorry, I'm going way too long on this. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, um, um, another reason why I think uh, I never, I don't know if I told this story to any other person that I was with, but. I remember my second date with Fiona and I'm going to come back to this other part because it's a part of this. I was on my second date with Fiona and she was like, I've been talking. I've been telling you so much about myself. It seems like you're just zoned in and listening to me, but you haven't opened up or told me anything about you. 
And I remember uh, going, well, okay, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I was like, well, um, up until freshman year of college, I had a really bad stutter. <laughs> so even moments like, like this moment here would never have happened. Mm. Um, my entire life, they would call me, uh, they were just my family members, kids in school would just make fun of me. I, was, I had a really bad stutter, but I was, but I was still cool enough. I was still, even with my stutter, I was still cool enough that people hung out with me and um, people just thought I was kind of cool. But my stutter, I, I found ways to make it so that you didn't, you never saw it or you never really were like, oh my God, what is, what is that? Are you shutting down? Like, you're just like, okay. But that I would, I was trying, literally trained myself to get rid of this thing so if it, it, will, it would only come up basically if i met like new people or if i was insanely nervous or if you said to me hey oh I, like out of nowhere read this page like read everything on this page i would freak out like i would uh, uh and then i would that's it like it would just continue in that pace the entire time so there was a moment where uh I just started training myself just to slow down, to just let the words flow out. So if I called you, let's say, Caroline, I was calling you, say we're, we're uh, in middle school, I'm really trying to uh, sweet talk you, <laughs> get you to go to, try and get, I'm trying to get my mom to come, to take me, take to come to your house and pick you up, and she's going to drop us off at the movie theater and then pick us up two hours later. So I will call your house. So as the phone is ringing, I will go, Hello, is Carolyn there? 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 And as soon as the person picks up and says hello, I'll go, hello, is Carolyn there? And then they would hand the phone off to Carolyn. And then when you would get on the phone, I'll go, what's up, girl? Because <laughs> now I know you. My, I'm, I'm chill with you. I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm fine. So I could just talk to you. But in moments where I didn't know someone, like if all of a sudden your dad picked up, uh, 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 and then they would go, hello, who is this? And I would freak out. So the last time, I, and this is a story I'm telling Fiona on our second date, and I'm just, because it, it, it wrecked me. Like it wrecked me in so many moments. And I remember it, and I won't forget, because this is the last time I let it happen. Um, I got a call from one of the... I forget what they're even called. One of the folks who go out to recruiters, that's what it was, the college recruiter, who had called me to tell me that um, I had been accepted at MICA, which is the undergrad I went to, and that he had needed me to provide something, or something he needed me to provide. And he left this message. And uh, I call, he doesn't pick up. And then it's just his voicemail. And I, I've never, I was like, what is happening? It literally was so like all of the things that I taught myself and trained myself for, I just shut down. I was like, I'm trying to go to college. What am I doing? Like after that message, I literally get hung up the phone, threw the phone against the wall and just sat there. And I was just like, oh my God. There's, I can't get rid of that. That message exists. Like, I can't delete that. I can't delete that from that man's phone. 
Like, I can't believe I literally said just sounds and then maybe a word, then more just sounds Mm. and then maybe a word here. And it ripped me apart. And I was like, you know what? That can't ever happen again. And I just got into my head and got into my head like, you, what are you doing? Like, everything isn't like, it's so, it's much easier than that. And I found my way out of it. Right. So she thought when I was telling her that she was like, oh, that sounds that's like a major thing that happened in your life. Mm. Like I was just telling you like random stuff. Like, and I was hoping that you were going to share some random thing with me and you dropped this heavy load of like something really deep, like something deep about you. And I was like, but the thing was the reason how, the, how it, how it happened that I got over it was that I got confident. Yeah. That's what it was. Like I was nervous and confidence killed it. Like when people are like, Hilton, you're like really cool. You're the thing you did was really good. Like you're you're doing a great job. And I was like, you're really good at football. You're. And I'll go. You know what? I'm not that bad of a person. Like I'm actually pretty good at things. And it was in that I was just like, you don't scare me. So when I talk to you, everything's cool. Mm. And that's how it just went away. And I was like, it was so funny because. My college, my undergrad at uh, the se- uh, I guess for our graduation, I gave the senior speech. Wow! Four years before that, I could I would have died on that stage, <laughs> but it was just like at that point, I was just like, every look, man, I'm so I just say to myself, I'm just so fucking cool, like I'm just too cool for this, and I can get through it, and this is how I get through all of this because at any moment I know that I could go back to stuttering. So through this entire um, podcast, I've been just thinking, you'll think you're so cool. You're so cool. Just think you're cool and you'll make it through it. (laughs) So that's how, if you hear me ever give a little bit of stutter, it's because it's still there. Little Hilton is still inside of me. Like, but what if you're not that cool? You're going to freak out. (laughs) Like, no, you're fine. So yes. So what happened was when people, and I'm, I'm going back, when people would say stuff to me or judge me or call me with the name that whatever, why help me? You're not cool. So I would go, dude, do you know how cool I am? Yo, these spirits, you know, look at these spirits. Look how cool I look. You don't look that cool, sir. Bye. Like that, like that to me, like it was like, you can't, you can't, there's no way you can affect me because I know how great I am. And that's some. Uh, that's also what my mom put in my brain. Like, you're so great. Like, well, why do you? Why do you feel that way about yourself? You're really great. You're, you're, you're this. You're that. You're per. You're like a really perfect kid. Just continue to do the things that are good in this world, and you'll be fine. And that to me was just like, right. Like, I'm not. I'm not what you're saying. I am. So no, I'm gonna keep moving and be uh, better because of it. Mm. So yeah. Mm. Oh man, there's some good stuff in there. Um, I love it. And I, w- I want to ask you more specific stuff about social media. But before I do, um, let's say for someone listening who's just like, you know, maybe they're either in a relationship that isn't one of the one of the ones that is fulfilling or maybe they're looking for a relationship. And when you were talking about um, how, you know, in LA sometimes and in certain just industries like when you're freelance or when you're a creative person and you're just sort of like the hustle never stops and and the work never stops and um you may it made me think of a few of my friends in LA who 
um, are, you know, like executive producers or just people with massive jobs. And they're always like, I really wish I had time for a relationship or like, I want to find someone. And when you were talking about like actually getting a job for someone else where then you just have like your in time and your out time, it, it does free you up to be the kind of person that can actually be in a relationship. Um, and I think that that's a really great point. I love that you said that. So um, anyway, do you have either like words of wisdom or um, any sort of closing thoughts for, for anyone listening who's just kind of like, how do I, how do I stick it out in this season where I'm not, I'm not in a relationship that I want to be in, or I'm, I'm looking and I haven't found yet. If you're looking and you haven't found yet, I would say maybe stop looking Mm. because stuff doesn't happen. I don't look for me. It it never happened when I was looking. Um, It just happened when it was time for it to happen. Um, To not put that type of pressure on yourself, not put that type of pressure on yourself because that's what makes uh, bad decisions I think, uh, come about because if you're just like searching and trying to find, like, I need someone to, uh, be there when I get home or to go to the movies with, to hang out with, like, that's when you're just like really like in a, uh, place not, not, not desperation, but it just isn't, you're not going to make the best judgment maybe, uh, of the individual that you're with. I feel like there's, for me, there, there's just been moments where the person, the individual that I, I happened to be with at the time just ended up in my life. Now, whether that was through a friend saying, hey, you should meet uh, this person, or they just happened to be my neighbor. Um, I feel like what you should do is just open yourself up just a bit for what, like, just things that are happening around you if i saw uh fiona down the, like on the street while i'm walking my dog i probably wouldn't talk to you because i'm always walking around with airpods in my ears or on my phone like moments that you can take the opportunity to maybe just chat someone up i don't know like i feel like a lot of that and this is the way we're all working now it's just like we're all just to ourselves and then where are you gonna go find someone make a connection via an app and then go hang out with them. Like there's people that you see day to day that you might be, maybe if you just looked up and tossed them a smile or it's just nice to whomever or are allowed for whatever the friendly gesture to be something, maybe that, that maybe there could be something that could come from it. I just feel like for me, I don't, I hate when I see uh, friends who are searching, like I need someone to, be with like i need to be with someone and like no you don't you need to be with yourself you need to you need to do you first figure your stuff out before you get back into the same craziness figure out exactly what you're looking for what you really want and then that and then you can make any other decisions from there because that person will find their way to you i truly believe that now if you're in something and you're like i'm not sure about this to me, it's it's every every moment is a, a, a time to or a chance to change whatever that is, right? So, um, what I like to do is like to remind myself, what like what are, like what are the things that I'm so excited about with the person I'm with? Like, because everything isn't like you have to 
okay with the person you're with. Like, I don't believe that. I feel like th- those who I were with in the past, that I was with in the past, like, th- like I said, like those people made me perfect for the one I'm with now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, maybe that person that you're with at the moment is just there to give you the, the great recipe to macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because the next person you're with, love some macaroni and cheese and they don't know really how to cook it up and now you do yeah you toss the whole can of tuna in there and they're like what what did you you just do (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i'm saying it has to you have to understand like it, it it isn't every every relationship or every situation isn't right unless you see it as being right so i can't say that if you're like feeling like maybe this is over then maybe it is over Mm. But you have to think about it. You have to you have to think about what you're doing. So I try to always think about what I'm doing. So if we ever get into like a really bad, uh, I guess fight, which <laughs> yeah, if we ever get into a really bad fight, I'll think, how did I how did I screw this up? Where did I go wrong here? Because to put the blame on her is to not accept any responsibility of, of any of it. And I know that it was something, if I could change something in that moment and that's the thing I need to, like I need to change that thing like that, like that didn't work out right. I should have said it this way. I, I dumbed out and said something and you took it, you took it another way. And I didn't think that maybe you would have seen it that way. I apologize. And to, and to go, well, how did I do this thing wrong? Like, why am I feeling like I don't want to be with this person anymore? And how could I make it better? Am I just over this? And should I just move on? If so, if I'm looking at other women, I might want to move on. It's not It's not, a, not, not just like looking at other women. I mean, hmm. um, I guess you can probably look at other women. But if you're thinking about being with other women, that's the one thing I always say, like, don't waste people's time like let go like let them go let them find someone better you know let them uh be with someone that actually really cares for them yeah because if you're if you don't and you want to step out and move on let them go like that's the one thing i also feel like it's like if you if you feel it and you want to go don't just stick into a relationship because you're just like well this is what i'm used to and this person is just here for me or they're they are my uh, security, like there's the only reason why I'm able to live in the space that I live in or uh, the reason I have the friends that I have, you know, like, and that's the one thing too, like at a certain time, at a certain point when you break up, you're like, who, which friends are we taking with? Like who gets which friends here? Oh, like, that is so real. Yep. Like that's like, and you know what the weirdest part, I don't know, and maybe this is an LA thing. But I broke up, broke up with someone, and I was like, "Yo, you came into the relationship. In this relationship, you are my friend. How is this even possible? Like, how are you going that side?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, you just pick a team. Oh. <laughs> I'm going this other way." And I was like, "Oh, you know." But I was like, "You know what? And this is the thing. And this is what I also tell folks, especially when they're like, "Yo, are you talking to my ex?" And I, and that's why I was okay with it. It's, and I always say this. Because you made me love them. You told me how great they were over and over again. You made me hang out with them. Mm. Then we made, then we developed a relationship. So then that person became my friend. So now when you break up, 
what am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's so hard when that happens. I've I've had that happen quite a few times, and it's definitely. Um, I've also had people tell me which team I'm on. Like instead of <laughs> instead of being like, okay, we're breaking up. Like you know, pick a side. I've we yeah. I've had I've had a couple break up and say to me like we we divvied our friends and this is who you get, and I was like, oh. Oh, is that so? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They divvied their friends in the breakup. And that is that is some brutal shit when you don't even feel yeah. like you get a choice in the matter. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. But I totally am hearing you and I, I think there's there's a lot of good there. So I love it. I love um I love seeing, you know, seeing a seeing stepping stones of what you learn from different relationships, creating who you are and who you can be for the person that you're with now. And also, like you said, um, you know, like setting other people free, like other people deserve to be totally loved and to be fulfilled in a relationship. And so if if you don't have that to give to them, then let them go find it from someone who actually will. I hear that. I sometimes I'm like, sometimes I think about that with people where I'm like, there would be someone out there that would treat you a little better than that. So that's some good words. Thank you. Of course. Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q and a with Hilton Carter about his social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya? 